M. While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to the show. I'm Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. But we're first joined uh, by New Bedford School Committee member Ross Grace. Hey, Ross. Hey, Mark. Hey, Marcus. How are you doing? Thank you for having me on again, Mark. Thanks. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We, we appreciate your uh, your availability. So, you, Absolutely. So uh, we had... Um, well, first, uh, what was your... What's your... Um, what's your take on, uh, on uh, Superintendent Thomas Anderson's tenure... Uh, in New Bedford. All right. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, Mr. Anderson came into um, a very uh, murky waters. He was coming um, in unprecedented times where there was a district turnaround plan uh, with a superintendent who had a job except having worked there um, 17, over 17 years and worked with many administrations. Um, the prior administration had a job to do but the morale had sunk to an all-time low. Um, the uh, paradigm of educating each child shifted to numbers and scores, um, uh, over-evaluation and over-observation of teachers, and the exodus of almost 50% of our uh, staff and administration. Um, that's a daunting task to walk into. I think Mr. Anderson came in um, and did the best that he could. I believe that he had a very, very strong vision. He said all the words that I... Um, that I'm aligned with uh, in terms of diversity. I think what he also tried to do is he tried to bring autonomy back to the schools. Uh, schools should have an individual identity that uh, reflects their community. And even if we have consistent standards and expectations for our children throughout the entire district, it's important that the schools and the principals have some flexibility in terms of how the children are being taught and meeting their uh, specific needs because the community does shape um, how, the, how the children think. And so I think that he did um, a really good job um, trying to make sure that the principals were guiding the schools, but he wasn't micromanaging. I think he also did, um, you know, he had to deal with COVID, the entire pandemic, right? Um, which shifted um, the way that we teach, you know, I mean, um, and it shifted uh, the way that children are able to engage and have a retention within their classrooms. I think um, he, he, he uh, to commend them for that, you know, there were no right or wrong ways to take care of it. And I think he handled it. Uh, remarkably well. He's also done things like um, bring more attention to uh, mental health and um, health needs. You know, he's uh, uh, we had just passed um, to, to have a collaboration uh, with um, resources for students in case they have medical needs or social needs. You know what I'm saying? So I think he really did um, a good job of that. And he was easy to, um, I found him easy to talk to. Um, and I think that he had the right intentions in mind. We didn't see um, heads on the chopping block. And the reason I'm getting into that, Marcus, is because those type of things matter in the school building. How the teachers feel in terms of feeling validated, in terms of feeling supported, 
that translates directly into the instruction in the classroom. And so when you have morale that is broken and then he's coming in trying to fix that, that's tough. And then there were also some administrators who worked under the other uh, regime. Um, and he had to learn how to navigate himself around that and who to make his allies and, um, you know, and, and just make the best decisions all around. So um, I think that Mr. Anderson did a, a remarkable job. Um, I understand um, his decision. That's going to lead to my next point. Um, he's a family man. And his priority, as uh, many people uh, are, is, is, is his family and his children. And so I understand that. He's going back to East um, Hartford, Connecticut, where he has roots there. Um, so I think I, I, I do understand that. And that leads into what we're looking for or what I uh, uh, strongly feel for our new uh, superintendent. You know, we have to go through the interim, probably have to put an interim person in place, but in terms of the next superintendent, um, you know, I have some thoughts on that, you know, but I just wanted to say that I think Mr. Anderson did a, a very good job under very challenging circumstances. It's a thankless job. Um, and there are some things that, you know, moving forward that, you know, we can look at that, that may be more, um, that, that I think would be more aligned with the needs of our buildings, you know, because we got a little bit top heavy under him. I mean, I don't think that he was doing that with malice. Uh, I just think that top heavy. Um, we have to make sure. Yeah, I, th I think so. I think so. I think Me in terms of creating positions. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I really do. Um, I voted against the uh, creation of a chief of staff um, that he had proposed. Um, it ended up passing, but I felt that I was a duplicate of the uh, assistant deputy superintendent. You know, I sure. think that money could have been utilized otherwise. And we've seen um, other positions. And that's not to say, Marcus, that those positions um, don't have value. But when we're asking, when our parents are literally out in the cold holding signs up saying, can I please feed my family? And um, we know that, just being very frank, that we're terribly out of compliance with many of our IEPs um, yeah. and sped services. God, I mean, who isn't you know, these days? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and that, that <laughs> yeah. goes across the board. Yeah. Um, but what the teachers feel... Uh, whether it's real or, or whether there's information out there, or misinformation, what they feel is very important. And I can say for certain that um, they feel a, a, a disconnect and they feel that the things that they need in the classrooms, in the buildings, are coming through um, as they need them. And another thing Mr. Anderson did with Andrew O'Leary is they're, they're upgrading the school. The schools look great, but we need... We have to make sure that we're getting the right people in the buildings to uh, make sure the kids are learning in these beautiful schools, you know. So those, those are all, you know, those, those, are, those are some of the concerns that we're going to be looking at, that I'll be looking at. Let me speak for myself. Well, you said you wanted to, you're, I, I had your colleague uh, Bruce Oliveira on earlier. He says he wants to hire internally. You, you oh, said yeah. before you want to hire internally. Um, so why do you want to hire internally and do you have anybody in mind? Um, I, I, I want to make very, very clearly that I will be strongly leaning towards uh, somebody internally, and if not somebody uh, who's in the system already, somebody with strong New Bedford ties. I believe what we need um, at this point um, is somebody who is intrinsically invested in New Bedford, um, not just a career stop or, you know, let me do this for a couple years and then have another opportunity. 
Um, it's important to have somebody that the teachers have a rapport with, have a trust with. Um, it's also important that uh, the person knows New Bedford. I mean, all cities and communities are different, but you, New Bedford is unique. Uh, politics around here are very peculiar, you know, and uh, there are a lot of faces to be known here. And I think it would be beneficial to have somebody um, who knows uh, the New Bedford culture, who knows our history, and um, preferably um, has worked in the schools, maybe has children in the schools, because when you've worked there, if you have family in there, you have a direct connection. So now it means something to you as opposed to you going in, let me do the job that the best that I can, but then I got to move on to other things. You know what I'm saying? I think it's important to have somebody with um, as close uh, ties as possible um, to the city. And again, you know, we've had that in the past and, you know, and, and people are saying there's um, too much, uh, you know, just buddy, buddy type thing or good old boy network. And, um, you know, under Dr. Jack, we had a good old girl network, you know. Um, but I think, um, I think it's time to have uh, somebody who um, embodies uh, our, our particular uh, community, um, the New Bedford culture, and somebody who um, will be there and, gr- and grind and deal with all the, there's a lot of nonsense and there's a lot of stuff that comes with that position, um, who feels uh, a, a passion because of their connection to the city to keep going. Um, so I will definitely be pushing. I haven't talked to Bruce at all about this. You know, we just got the official announcement today. I haven't talked with um, anybody, but um, I, uh, I do share um, his opinion that we should uh, be looking internally um, and somebody with direct ties and roots to the city do, do, that the teachers trust. It's do you have someone somebody th- in there that... Do you have someone? Do, have some do you have anybody? I, I one person specific in mind that you'd like to mention on the, on the air, or any any particular group of people on mind that you'd like to uh, mention on the air? I, I'm not going to bring any names up because you never know how that goes, Marcus. Um, I do have some thoughts, and they'll be coming out as time goes on. I mean, everything's just kind of uh, materializing right now. So I want to talk um, to some of the people that I do have in mind. Um, yeah, and I, I, I don't want to put any names out there because you never know how that goes. And then, you know, it, it's said and then it picks up steam and then all of a sudden adds up to nothing. You know, I, I, as the long I'm in this position, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing things in a responsible and diligent way. But I definitely do have um, some people in mind and I will be having conversations with them in the very near future. I, I can assure you of that. And as time goes on, um, whether you look on my personal Facebook page or my school committee page, um, I will be posting my thoughts, and I will be uh, be very vocal about what direction we should be heading because this is important. This is important, Marcus. Um, I, you know, we, we were elected as city officials, even though uh, school committee members are volunteers. We don't say we were elected um, to make sure that we're being the right leadership in in our city. So I, I plan on being very um, open-minded, you know, uh, but I do plan on being firm in terms of what our teachers. Uh, deserve. Uh, I can tell you for certain because my phone hasn't stopped ringing all day and I've been hearing from teachers um, and they're concerned about the wrong people going in. <laughs> so have, um, have the teachers told you who, who they do want and who they don't want? I've heard different names. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've definitely heard different names. Yeah, and again, I don't want, I don't want to put that out there. I will in, in time, but there are um, some people who, who uh, currently administration um, 
who who might be a good candidate if they're interested. And there are some people even in the buildings that I would, you know, that I would, uh, you know, have conversations with. But I, I think more than anything, Mark, and I'm going to keep saying it, 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 it the, the, there hasn't been a level of trust um, in the leadership uh, for quite some time. I do think if Mr. Anderson um, had uh, had more longevity, I think that that could have come around. And I think he did have some a lot of people. I know he was liked um, and respected uh, in terms of like trusting the longevity of it and the implementation of good ideas translating to the classroom. I know that there, uh, what was that concern? And again, that's, it's not an easy job being a superintendent. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't make everybody happy. You can make decisions that might be beneficial and then it's uh, construed in, in a different way. So, but that's where the trust factor comes in because I think, um, te- teachers, I think will be more uh, receptive. Um, to somebody who's been in the trenches and know what it's like to ha- have worked in there, you know what I'm saying, and, and um, who who have that first-hand experience. Um, so that's, you know, I definitely strongly feel about that, but I do know that there are significant concerns coming from our buildings, and I'm saying that honestly and directly because I speak with teachers on a regular basis to this day, and I, I still make sure I'm in the buildings knowing what's going on. I don't, tell, I don't just show up at the school committee meetings and raise my hand or and get a clap from the audience. Are you, so I try to make sure I'm in the buildings. So you 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 want somebody connected, you want somebody internal. Um, yeah. So you're, you know, when I talked to Bruce, he basically said he's hoping that the chair, which is the mayor, um, puts yeah. it on the next agenda to appoint an interim or uh, get the ball rolling, or at least get the ball rolling on it um, and yeah. then just promote that person um, in June uh, on June 30th. So... Um, do you have any idea of who you might pick? Who, who would you pick as an interim um, in the time that um, in the time that uh, you know you might have have to have one appointed before you can appoint the full um, the full uh, superintendent? That, that's that's going to be tricky because you know normally you would say the assess, uh, the assistant uh, or the deputy superintendent, but um, she um, has announced that she'd be retiring. Um, so, and again, being relatively new to this, um, I'm not quite sure um, in terms of the process yet. I remember uh, at one point um, after, right before, right prior to Dr. Durkin coming in, um, we had had uh, Mr. Shea who had come provoke, and he did a good job. We want somebody who's, who can keep the ship steady, but I am not in favor whatsoever of having somebody appointed and then us just moving them into that position, you know what I'm saying, at all. I, I, you know, what I'd be looking for is to somebody keep the, the ship steady. Um, if they're currently in administration, I'd have to hear what the mayor is saying, my uh, other school committee members are saying. Um, but in but my you mind, inter- interim should mean interim. It shouldn't be anything with any type of longevity. It should be just to kind of transition because I think it's too important to not take uh, time and have um, a, a, a good process to make sure we get the right person in. So we're speaking with Ross Grace, New Bedford School Committee member. Uh, so, um, so yeah. Ross, uh, yeah. you, you want to hire internally. You approve of the job that Superintendent Anderson did. And I guess, you know, despite the fact that you said there's might be a little bit, of, there might have been a little bit of tension between Superintendent Anderson and the, um, and the, um, uh, and the the educators, you know, hiring somebody in term would would probably be a, a continuation of of a lot of the work that he's done. 
I think that he's done some. I think he's done some good work, and there's some stuff that we definitely need to um, add upon. There's some stuff that we do need to look at. You know, um, from my perspective, and, and the biggest thing again is vision translating into the building and making sure that the resources are going into the building. Mm-hmm. Um, they they weren't, and even um, in, in our school committee meetings, I was kind of just taken aback at why we. Uh, couldn't come to terms um, in, you know, to, to, to pay uh, in particular Paris on um, what they should. I know that it's still ongoing because for the life of me, I, I don't understand um, why we couldn't uh, come, why administration, as far as I'm concerned, we should have taken the initiative and in, in not appeasing them but making sure they have their needs met. You know what I'm saying? They do an awful lot of work. Um, so I think that we have to make sure that the resources that we have um, are going um, in, into the front line. Um, again, the, the, whether it's accurate or not, the, the, the opinion and the perspective of many of our educators and families and activists and community activists is that we're just continually creating administrative positions and it's not going into our buildings. And whether that's valid or it's not true, whatever the case may be, it's a very, very strong, strong um, uh, uh, point of view that many people share. And the teachers are, many teachers are feeling like that's why there's such a high turnover rate, you know? Um, and again, there, there's a job crisis all over the country. We are not unique to that. Um, you know, people aren't working the way they used to. People aren't getting into public education at the way they used to. Um, but we have to look at ourselves about what can we do to be more attractive? What can we do to bring people into the fold? And um, that would be something we'd look for a, a superintendent to do. And again, that's why it's important to have New Bedford ties because they know the people. And that's the way, you know, you invest in the young people and you, to an extent, track them or follow them as they go to college. And you try to encourage them to come back. And that's how I got into public education. Um, there were people who literally followed me through college and then recruited me into it. You know, and that's the way that uh, it has worked before. And we, we can use some type of model like that because we, we, we have to get uh, more powers in, but we have to make sure the powers are being uh, compensated properly. And um, like, you know, SPET, for instance, you know what I'm saying? You know that you have two or three people leading all the services that in, in, in SPED um, for an entire district. Yeah. And minimally, they should have like a clerk or something. You know, I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's an overwhelming and daunting task. And so you have people working through their lunch break or taking their work home. That leads to burnout. And it, it, it comes at least to a lower quality of work and services. Of course. So, again, what we're dealing with is, is a national issue. It's a statewide issue. I'm not just saying this is unique to New Bedford. But we have to just do um, creatively uh, find ways to fill those gaps, you know, Um and I think whoever we hire has to think a little bit outside of the box. Um, I think we have to uh, look beyond the traditional means that we've been going to to bring people in and to just re, re, reignite the, the fire for education that so many teachers used to have, you know? And, I, I, again, I, that comes from the strong leadership that people relate to and people believe in. And, again, that's not to say that Mr. Anson did not have those qualities. I think that he did, but I think... Um, him coming from the outside, I think that, that I think there's always a certain level of um, justice trust. And again, he he was like supported by many uh, teachers, and there, you know, and there were some who had their concerns. And I think that's going to go for any superintendent we put in. But we want one who who closes the gap of that trust level and who they believe in and are excited to have in there. 
morale means an awful lot in a school building. How they feel, how they approach their day, and if they feel invested, that means an awful lot. It's not all about numbers and just the results and product, you know, so... Ross, I appreciate you joining me this evening. Uh, is there anything, uh, before I have to take this commercial break, is there anything that you want to leave the audience uh, with before I have to let you go? Yeah, I, I do want to say this to the community. Um, it's important to be involved, and it's important not just to criticize and just, uh, uh, you know, throw stones. It's important to look at the entire picture because it is complex, and whoever we put in, um, is, 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 you know, there are challenges there, and... I'm telling you, we, we do better when we all work together, when we try to see um, the strength of somebody and then constructively criticize things that we need to be worked upon. Um, but this is a community thing, and we have this tendency in modern-day culture where it's us versus them and everybody picks sides. Um, we should be on the side of our children and the best learning and best, best safe environment for our kids. And if we do that and we work together we give good input, I do think community input is needed, and I will be pushing for that in the hiring of a superintendent. But as, as a city, as New Bedford, we, we have to stop pulling in a common direction, um, and we're going to get there. I'm, I'm confident in that. So. But that's all I have to say, Mox, and I want to thank you for your time and always uh, you know, making sure that school committee members get some time on, um, you know, to get our word out message, too. So thank you for that, Mox. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to talking with you more as this process unfolds. Thanks, Ross. Yep, you'll definitely be here more. Take care, Max. Have a good night. You as well. That was school committee member Ross Grace uh, giving his thoughts on uh, the type of person he thinks should be the next superintendent and how he wants the process to go. And I appreciate him coming on. Again, we'll talk to, uh, I'll reach out to the other members of the school committee too to, to, to have them on. You know, we're just getting this breaking news. I happen to talk to Ross and, and Bruce today. And so I wanted to have them on, but I'll give everybody an opportunity if they want to take that opportunity. It's up to them, but um, we'll definitely do that. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Uh, this is South Coast tonight and, and I'm Marcus and this is 1420 WBSM. Welcome back, 508-996-0500. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app chat. Again, nothing exciting to report of the city council meeting tonight. Nothing about the vetoes on the um, uh, the Mitchell's veto on the three um, on the three questions. Apparently, that's for the next meeting. Mitchell didn't Mitchell's veto and his scathing letter didn't make the didn't make it in in time. So April thirteenth will be the meeting. Kind of deflating. You build up all that momentum, but we'll see. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred is how you can get in the program this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM uh, app chat if you want to chime in on the conversation. I do want to say because Chris and I talked about this yesterday. We, we were, we were I was talking a little bit, I was talking a lot about it on Tuesday um, regarding the uh, Datco bus situation. It looks like things have moved in a more positive uh, direction you have the um the state delegation uh wrote a letter to um and it was from lawmakers uh from new bedford taunton and uh fairhaven to to mass dot rail and transit administrator meredith uh schlesinger they wrote that they're actively engaging with datco and internal stakeholders to Boy, do politicians love the word stakeholders. Um, so uh, so <laughs> uh, that's that's a new buzzword that's popped up is stakeholders, I'm pretty sure. I, I've been around the block for a while in term like and, and I, I in terms of, of pol politics. 
And, and I haven't heard stakeholders used as much recently. It's a new thing, stakeholders. Um, but uh, sure, fine, stakeholders. But uh, it does look like, I mean, I don't want to belittle um, the the work that the uh, our, our state lawmakers are doing down here to um, try to, you know, uh, Im- improve, you know, make make this situation with DATCO abruptly cutting off their services better. DATCO did, I think, th- you know, I think most people agree the way DATCO handled this business was pretty irresponsible. They just dropped, uh, I think they just, you know, pretty much just abruptly dropped the service and then cried about uh, the, pol- the political bodies wanting rail um, as if like... People were saying they want rail to get rid of busing service. No one, uh, no one actually, no one actually said that. So they're looking to, um, they're working with MassDOT. They're looking to find ways to fill in the gaps. So that's that service, which is supposed to end on April um, April seventeenth. So. Um, uh, Senator Montigny had written um, DACO on March 21st about the issue, and he said the company blindsided customers, and he asked Mastoff to, to take immediate action. Uh, immediate action. So, um, this is apparently a state service. They're running. I'll have to read more of that letter actually during the break, and I will. Um, but 508 996 0500 is how you can get in the program. We'll also take your messages uh, on the WBSM uh, app chat. But that's a good story. You can check it out on WBSM.com. Kate Robinson's been on this uh, from the jump, I believe. She got the first, she was, she was first out with it. There's also a story on WBSM.com um, that I wrote, and you can read it as well. Uh, it's from, um, it's about Bristol County Sheriff Paul Harrow, who's going to be joining us in the 9 o'clock hour, uh, talking about the recruitment efforts that the Bristol County Sheriff's Office is engaging in um, uh, to, to help uh, to, you know, deal with the nationwide shortage of, I mean, there's a nationwide shortage of every job position basically in the country, but the nationwide shortage of correctional officers, which is, of course, impacting Bristol County. So they're looking for ways to, um, you know, build out... Uh, their uh, workforce of correctional officers. And one of those is lowering the hiring age from 19 to 18. So there's a story on that on WBSM.com. I want to stress that going to WBSM.com and uh, clicking on our stories uh, really helps us a great deal, Um, more than than I can really express. So uh, our our stories do really well. The page, the page, the pages do really well. Um, But the... The more you engage, the better it is, the easier it is for us to provide um, this service to you guys. So go to WBSM.com and click on my story. It's up there. Should be should be front page, you know, one of the front, because it was posted today. So it's one of the front page stories. Bristol County Sheriff lowers hiring age for corrections officers to 18. So please go check that out. It's a big help. You can also find Kate's story on school superintendent accepts Connecticut job. Mass dot actively engaging on South Coast bus route. Uh, there's some crime stories that we we know you guys love. Uh, there's um, 
you know, a lot of the stuff that's mentioned in the news segment that Phil Devitt does on our evening news, a lot of that is, a lot of that is, um, you know, it's, uh, it's there and like, uh, you can get a deeper, you can do a little deeper dive, do a little deeper dive into it, get to know a little bit more beyond, you know, I think the, the way that Phil succinctly, I think wraps up those stories. But if you want to be more well-rounded about how that story uh, arrived in the uh, in the news segment, I think you can go to WBSM.com and check it out. So 508-996-0500 so you can join us this evening. I got to take another break uh, and then we'll be back. This is South Coast tonight. I'm, I'm Marcus. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Today. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. Children are placed in foster care through no fault of their own. Because of abuse or neglect, it's heartbreaking. We were just left in a hotel. Tay and his brothers were adopted with help from the Dave Thomas Foundation for Adoption. But more than 100,000 children in the U.S. are still waiting for a family. Now that I'm adopted, I can focus on being a kid. Learn how you can help at DaveThomasFoundation.org. Transitioning out of the military, it's difficult. Just about everything around you changes. I would get phone calls that brothers were dying. Some of them to suicide. And I'd found myself in another cold cemetery. And I started to wonder if I was next. It's a struggle to know that you're facing challenges, but not being ready to face them. Sleep doesn't come easy, and when it comes, it doesn't last long. You're tired all the time. I didn't reach out for that help, but thank God my wife did. She got me registered for Wounded Warrior Project, talking to somebody that would listen to me and understood my story, helped me realize that it was time to change. There's a new fight, there's a new mission, and that's something I am eternally grateful for. See how we help warriors combat stigma at woundedwarriorproject.org slash combat stigma. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Marcus. 
Uh, so someone's telling me my article isn't visible from the homepage. So if you go to W, if you use the app, it's visible. Um, if you go to WBSM.com, uh, I don't see it actually. Oh, you know what you do? You go to WBSM.com, you click on see more and it should be up there to click on see more. So do that. Go to WBSM.com. You click on see more and you'll see the Bristol County Sheriff Lewis hiring age. But I do appreciate that, Marcus, you know, from New Bedford. 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. Um, so, uh, yeah, go check that out. But I do have the I do have the Bristol County Sheriff calling in at um, at nine o'clock. Uh, appreciate him. Uh, um following up he was on last thursday to talk about his letter to ash street now we're talking about some recruitment efforts i mean you know whenever you're switching you know it's a major switch in administrations like that i i think uh it's a big change and so um you definitely uh you know there's um there's a lot of things that obviously sheriff Rowe has different ideas about and so uh i think it's really important to everybody and it's something people are interested in so i'm 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 grateful that uh the sheriff has made himself accessible to us. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening and, and, and go on the WBSM app to app chat as well. Again, not much came out of the New Bedford City Council meeting. Uh, we thought that there would be more. Um, actually, we thought there'd be more activity. Uh, but there uh, today because of the uh, the scathing veto override letter, and you can check that story out on WBSM.com as well. Uh, Mitchell's override letter to um, uh, to to the city council, uh, I think, was pretty damning. But 508-996-0500. So what is interesting is, and thank Ward 5, Councilor Scott Lima, for, for letting me know this. Um, uh the current community preservation committee recommendations. So this is basically the way it works, the process, the CPA process. I don't know if we've talked much about this, but the applicants apply to this, the community preservation committee, the community preservation committee reviews all the applicants and then they provide the funding recommendations to uh, the, the, the selected projects and the funding recommendations to the city council. The city council then submits it to the committee on finance and then the Committee on Finance reviews each of them. Now, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure that the Committee on Finance is where you can vote projects out. So each each individual project gets an up and down vote in the Committee on Finance. Each individual project gets an up and down vote in the Committee on Finance. So after the projects get those up and down votes, then the package, the entire package goes to the city council floor. So once it goes to the city council floor, um, once it goes to the um, the the uh, the the city council floor, then you've got then the councilor then it's it's a package. So the councilors can't uh, they have to vote for the entire. I believe they have to vote for the entire thing. They can't sever the package. They have to vote for everything that's in it. Pretty sure. So that's typically how it works with the Community Preservation uh, um, Act uh, um, uh, recommendations in the process. So that's being referred to in the committee. Now that there's this um, new and random uh, opposition 
to the Community Preservation Act by the council president. Uh, we'll see if there's any more discussion about how those funds are allocated. There'll probably be something that's very, um, I'm sure, very sincere uh, about the concern about how those projects and the funding and all of that. They're going to try to start building that record now, um, or at least one of the counselors who's against it is going to start probably try to start building that record now. But um, that did get referred to the Committee on uh, on Finance for review. So 508-996-0500 is how you can join us this evening. We'll also take your messages on the WBSM app. What we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll finish out the hour strong here on... Oh, well, actually, let's uh, let's hit the phones. Good evening. What's up, Marcus? How you doing? Listen, I just want to applaud you for being on the ball. I know that, that I was listening to... Who was it? Barry, I think Barry and no, no, was it? No, it was Tim. I think it was Tim this morning, and that news broke about Anderson leaving. And uh, you know, it's just it's you know, you, uh, just just good reporting on your you know WBSM and you and you know, I just want to applaud you and tip my hat and appreciate that. You know, it's crazy that you got all you know all these people on your show <laughs> in just you know a matter of five hours. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. That's nuts. I'm telling you. You know, it's, it's, well, this is, I mean, I, I, I've been listening to BSM now for probably about the last year I've been listening consistently. Yeah. And, you know, every day I listen. And, uh, you know, I, I've been I've been listening probably the past two years, but this last year I've been really, really, really paying attention to what's going on. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's unbelievable the work you guys do, you know. I appreciate that, so, man. Thank you. Yeah, very nice. Right, have a good night. You as well. I'll be listening to Haro. So we'll see. I'm kind of interested because, you know, I was saying to myself, you know, I, I, I didn't even know there was an age limit, you know, or yeah. an age requirement. Right. You know, it's like you can join the military when you're 18. Yeah. You know, so I can't why can't you be a CO? You know, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. That's, that's, I think, I think, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to feel on it, honestly, because, um, you know, 18 seems kind of, young to be dealing with, you know, lifers and inmates and stuff like that. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what he says in the next segment. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right, Marcus. Thanks for care. the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, in terms of getting the guests, it, it came it comes together nicely, and it, it came together nicely tonight. I, in terms of, like, being able to get the, the reactions from people, like on the school committee and stuff, uh, I think to be uh, effective in this job, um, one, you've got to know how to talk a lot and <laughs> for a long time, but, uh, two, um, you, you got to build uh you got to get a Rolodex. You got to build out a Rolodex of, uh, of contacts and, um, people who want to come on with you. So, um, I appreciate the, um, appreciate the recognition. Uh, it's a lot of fun and, uh, we'll keep doing it. We'll keep doing it after this break. So stay tuned. Yeah, so if you're on the mobile web browser and you want to and you want to see that that story for the um, sheriff Haro uh, um, on Sheriff Haro, click the see more button and you'll see it on um, the Bristol County Sheriff story. But I'm going to be joined by Sheriff Haro in the nine o'clock hour at, at the top of the nine o'clock hour to talk about his recruitment efforts um, at the Bristol County Jail, which includes um, lowering the lowering the age for correctional officers to um, to 18. So um, looking forward to speaking with him, and uh, I think it'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be a 
Good segment. Always a good segment with the sheriff. So 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program. Uh, we'll also take your messages on the WBSM app uh, if you want to chime in on the conversation. And yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. By the way, tomorrow, again, we got New Bedford Mayor Scott Lang. He's going to be joining us. You know he's got some opinions on things and um, uh, all the stuff that's been going on in the city council recently. And uh, next week, I've, I've got some plan. I've got some candidates for Fairhaven School Committee. I've got some candidates for uh, Dartmouth School Committee joining me next week. So uh, I'm re- reaching out to everybody. By the way, if I if you're if you're a candidate for one of those school committees and I haven't reached out to you, it might be because I haven't been able to get a hold of your contact information yet. So reach out to me. Uh, you can go to marcus.farrow at townsquaremedia.com. You can email me there, uh, or you can shoot me a message. Um, you can shoot me a message and uh, let me know. What you don't do is call in, do another show, and complain about me <laughs> like some people have done. <laughs> That's what you don't do. But uh, 508-996-0500 is how you can get on the program uh, if you want to join us again. Bristol County Sheriff Paul Haro will be joining us uh, pretty pretty soon at the other, than a new, other end of the news. So in Listen to the news, listen to our news, our national and local news, very important stuff. And then afterwards, you can hear from the sheriff himself. We'll be here. We'll be talking. All right.